This is the show for grown-ups. And they say bad words. And they say bad words. Say final warning. Final warning. You think you can stop me? I'm the juggernaut of podcasts. I cannot be stopped. I'm your host, Nate Magnuski, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Richard Sullivan. Hi, guys. And with us also, for some reason, CJ. Yeah, I'm here too, I guess. Again. And Conan Librarian. Hey, all. I couldn't be happier to be here. The listeners can smell lies, so... I'm rearing to go. I'm rock hard. I'm ready to roll some dice and or play some game. Speaking of rocks, they come from the ground, which is great because we're playing a game called The Ground Itself by Everest Pipkin. Not a real name. It could be a nom de plume. Nah, it's probably just a made up one. So in this game, we're telling the story of a place. It can be a huge place like... Gymnasium? No, I think bigger, like, like a planet. Like New yeah. Hampshire. Like a planet of New Hampshire's. Or it could be like a smaller place like... Uh, Auditorium. Auditorium. Why is the gym based with you? Stop it. Squash court. What about yeah, one like, of those high school a... swimming That's... pools? Yeah, sure. We had one on the roof. Did you sell tickets to the freshmen to go up there? You probably yeah, fire escape I, I bought open. one, but I never made it. Oh. You can still go back. They can't stop you. Ryan, goddamn what are we playing? He just fucking said it. The Ground yeah, Beneath what, what Us by Rupert Pupkin. <laughs> hey, so we got to find a fucking setting. A did cafetorium. Did someone already say lunchroom? Which I guess is the cafetorium. Are you going to do a cafeteria? Or a cafetorium? cafetorium. In my high school, it was an auditorium slash cafeteria. Okay. So... Do we want to do just the cafetorium, <laughs> or do we want to do like, also a gymnasium, like the connected two rooms? No, we had a we had a, we had one of those. Well, I had both because I went to one of those hoity-toity public schools that you know didn't have to worry about snow and crouching on our territory every year, and thus bearing and destroying everything. But I think a cafetorium is a good one. So two cafetoriums, like no, one, one for ca- lunch. Like dueling cafetoriums? For, yeah. We, we're set in a cafetorium. Okay. But now it's not attached to a school. Maybe like <laughs> it's a floating cafetorium in space and nothing's connected. I like the idea of like a, an independently owned mobile cafetorium, like those mobile classrooms and like schools that run out of space for all the students for lunch. They truck this cafetorium over to them for the overflow student lunch population. So it's a cafetorium on wheels? A mobile cafetorium, yeah. A cafetory... Mobile. Mobile, thank you. <laughs> this thing is huge. It must be enormous. Yeah. Like, it shuts down highways. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Entire cities have to stop. Fly. It's bad. Commerce <laughs> stops for the whole town, trucking in and out. But the kids get their breadsticks and their Bosco lunches. What lunches? <laughs> The Bosco sticks and the square pizza. What is a Bosco stick? Yeah. A Bosco stick? Yeah. It it's like it's a kind bread of Ohio s- thing. I'm too into to understand. It's a 
breadstick thing. Listen, just because not everyone was eating, I don't know what you eat out there, moose cold, and maple syrup. Cold square and, pizza with no cheese. Yeah, and IPAs. Oh, God, but what? It's party like pizza. It. Yeah, yeah, good old bakery pizza. So the cafetoria mobile sounds good. Just replete with Bosco sticks. Yeah. Get, get in the comments if you had Bosco sticks and these nor'eastern mofos can go fuck themselves. Smash that like button and subscribe if you've had Bosco sticks. <laughs> fuck. All right. You know, this is my fault. I came with this energy and you've seen it and matched it and I hate it. So, all right. Cool. The worst. Everyone's happy with a mobile cafetorium? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The as long as it has ropes to climb on. It's not a gym. It's uh, not right a gym. now. It depends what time of day. Hey, hey, we don't know how this is going to turn up. I would have said gym a cafetorium, but I didn't say that, did Mobile. I? Mobile. Every player is allowed to contribute. So if CJ wants us to be a gymnasium cafetorium. Mobiles. I, I don't, it doesn't have to be that. It just has, has to have ropes to climb on. For what? The fucking lunch lynchings? Why are there Whoa. ropes? That's some energy, bud. What if they're velvet ropes to rope oh, off the yeah, VIP, is... like, rich kids? Yeah, to lynch the VIPs. <laughs> Aside from the name of this game, I have no idea what we're doing. I know, that's part of the charm of it. Eat shit. God damn it. Hey, one of you roll a d6. A three. I got a one. I, I got said a one. one of you, and it was Richard. He said it first. Okay. All right, so this game takes place in this place over time. Oh, All I right. like it. And Richard just rolled... A three, which means that every time we jump in time, it'll be a matter of years. Had you rolled a one, we would have been talking about days changing. Or six millennia in the cafetorium on wheels. Okay, you can jump forward in time. You can jump backwards in time. But only in three-year increments? No, only in year increments. You'll roll a d6 later on to see when we move to the next phase. Didn't see that equal sign there. Look at these little pictures. Aren't they cute? No, they're a waste of fucking space. It's table setting. Yeah, the cottage core feel. Wait, wait, go up, go up. You see, you see how the cottage is is floating in space? That's just like the Capitor Rio Mobile. No, it's because the artist didn't know how to draw roads. Can it be a hovercraft? Ooh, one of those inflatable (laughs) ones. Like that that part down at that pizza crust looking thing's a big rubber tube. Exactly. It's nope. a drag it's, ball. It's on no, it's on ice, so it's a giant zamboni. I like that. An auto cafetoria bony. Mobile. Okay. No, it's I, not a mobile anymore because it's a oni. I was just talking to my boss today about how language has lost all fucking meaning. Because she said I had big flubber kid vibes, and I was like, these words are garbage. <laughs> and this has just confirmed that. Fucking She was calling you fat, by the way, but I think you missed the point of that. That's fine. She has eyes. I understand. Mirrors exist. Whatever. Hey, so establishing a place. Each player's dealt cards. That's not happening. You know why? Because we're on fucking Zoom, and I'm not going to go to Ohio. I got too many things to do. Chip them. I'll get them, like, Monday. I don't have that kind of time. So I will. I have separated the cards into two decks, per the rules. One all face cards here, and one all non-face cards there. Take my word for it. So, starting with Conan, because he asked first, I'm going to pull a card off of this and read you a question to further establish the details of this place. Okay. I feel like I'm really angry, and I don't know why. It's because you started, like, real low on this, and we decided to take it up before you did, so we set the tone. 
Right. And now you have to catch up. Queen of Clubs. Okay. Conan, what is the greatest moment in this place's history? I'm going to say that it was the Cafferatoria Boney here. <clears throat> it was the scene of one of the largest single food poisoning instances in any cafeteria history of all time. Like, nobody died, but nobody was okay. And it, it was one of those, like, four-shift lunches where the kids cycle in and out over, like, 15-minute increments. But it was that last, like, five minutes where they're all kind of shuffling in and out at the same time, like, everyone's there. And it was just 1,200 square feet of food poisoning both ends like busted fire hydrants nice on the news it was known as brown thursday <laughs> that was the the greatest moment <laughs> in this location <laughs> what i'm going to say is this set the tone for what food poisoning would mean and what the cdc and the fda would do about school lunches right like what kind of food can you serve and if it's going to cause something like this, how do we prevent this? It, it essentially became a social, not experiment, but rather a case study for this sort of instance. Right. Things can't get better until they've hit their rock bottom. Yes. So this is like the first case of like the MDE, a mass diarrhea event. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Richard. Yes, dear. Queen of Diamonds. What is valued in this place? What is it known to have in excess? Hmm. Cigarettes. I think it's like prison where they trade cigarettes as currency so that all the high school kids afterwards will sneak out behind the Zamboni and smoke them after lunch. They have to, like, hop off of the hover area to... No, they ride in the back so that the smoke just oh, carries. That's smart. So it doesn't smell. I love it. Me, the Jack of Diamonds. What is this place named or called? Who named it and for what reason? This is the General Pickering Memorial Cafe Zambonatorium 3. What happened to 1 and 2? We don't talk about it. You ever see Carrie? Of course. It's nothing like that. They just they just broke down over time. They they got too old. Yep. <laughs> CJ. The King of Spades. King of Spades. If there are multiple people who <laughs> who live here, what are they divided on? What are the points of contention that are fought over? <laughs> people who live in the cafes and All right, so it could be like different cliques, right? Or maybe it could be like how your teachers lives at school when you're a kid. Maybe people just get lost. They get lost in this place. It's so big. So then they form just these colonies of orphans, essentially. And they have to eat, like, leftover pizza on the ground. Bosco sticks. <laughs> Bosco sticks. <laughs> they, they have to climb up ropes to, to live on the, the upper floors to protect themselves. How are there multiple <laughs> floors on a Cafe Zambonatorium? We, we've uh, established that this place is big. It's huge. Yeah, but I, I saw it as a single, single level. Just don't go in the basement of the Cafe Zambonatorium. Why, is that where Pee Wee's bike is? Zach. Yes. The Jack of Clubs. What was this place in the past? How long was that? This was a straight up American Gladiator arena. I mean, it served a perfect kind of purpose, a 
a great large space and so all these obstacles were also so it was you know as is so when they bought this giant arena it really made sense because it had all sorts of equipment it had you know like meatball tennis ball launchers and ropes for climbing and pits to keep unruly children in like cj got his ropes yeah it also had laser the lunch lady <laughs> yeah like ooh, feelings you know, the, yeah the, the first few episodes were filmed in a uh, rodeo facility so they literally have to shovel out manure to put it in and there was no crowd so they just like faked it watched a whole documentary the other day about american gladiators well now we're eating lunch there i'm pretty excited that's pretty great richard king of clubs if there are inhabitants, what are the visions for the future that they hold? Is it a long view or a short one? It's probably pretty short. I imagine it's a bunch of kids that can't wait to get out of high school and and move on and either take a job in the, the factory in town or go off to college. Except for that one kid who's like 35 and still a senior somehow. What about the feral orphans that live in the rafters? Oh, I don't think I don't think the students know about them. I think they only come out at night. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> That would be the lost people that CJ was talking about. Right. <laughs> you don't talk about the rafter folk. <sighs> Me again. King of diamonds. Who or what is in power here? Is it a ruler, an apex predator? Hmm. I think, you know, the, the power is the driver. You know, he's a mysterious figure that no one's ever seen or interacted with. Like, you can see the back of his head because he got one of those little slidey things near the near the lunch line, you know, mm-hmm. so you look back like a chauffeur, but no one's ever really spoken to him. He's kind of like a Wilson type character. So he's kind of like, like the coach driver in um, Dracula? Kind of like that. Kind of like the mystery banker from Dealer No Deal, where he's just kind of mm-hmm. like an amorphous figure of power in the front. And then more practically, the head lunch lady, former American gladiator, Ice, is the person in power here, keeping all the kids in line. And she hopes to return to her glory days one more time, you know? Right. CJ, Jack of Spades. What are the threats to this place? Are these threats to the materiality of the place or the people that live in it? Hmm. I think the biggest threats to this place are the teachers because they they don't like they don't like how kids have fun on the ropes. They also they don't like how this huge freaking vehicle just rolls in and just crushes everything in its wake they don't have enough money for cars so all their their cars get destroyed a lot of teachers boycott this so it's like grave digger coming in and smashing all their cars <laughs> every day at eleven thirty. like I, I imagine this building is contracted right contracted for schools that don't have their their own Cafe gymnasiums or whatever. Cafe Zambonatorium. Get it right. Well, th- this is the Cafe Zambonatorium. But like, what's the uh, the stationary version of this called? A school. A school. Yeah. <laughs> a lunchroom, a cafeteria, a cafetory. I love it. Conan, Queen yeah. of Spades. All right. So the Queen of Spades. What was the greatest tragedy in this place's past? How is it remembered? So. <clears throat> If their most infamous moment was the great expulsion, what was the greatest tragedy is going to be school shooting. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. I was 100% <laughs> literally trying to avoid that because that was my first thought on the tragedy for the greatest moment. Hey, Conan, you're pretty cool, man. Don't come to the Cafe Bonas tutorial tomorrow. Jesus. <laughs>
the the greatest tragedy that this place saw was I'm going to say it was a talent show where someone's dreams died, right? Like a student band went on and like they'd been practicing all summer. There was a local DJ there because he had heard about this garage band and uh, they got up on stage and between equipment malfunction and just nerves and these students being jackholes, this band would have been in another timeline, like the next Led Zeppelin, the next Weezer, the next Shakira. No, Weezer? And yeah, I like you heard Weezer, me. but you put Weezer and Zeppelin in the same breath? Yeah, Shakira's fine, but Weezer, sure. So they, they were going to be the next thing that everyone loved, like Michael Bolton, and they just, they beefed it. So that was the greatest tragedy, was the lack of the birth of the greatest band ever. Like the singer's voice changed, like puberty. Yeah, mid-song. What was that band's name? The Solonewskis. Mm. I see what you did there. Portmanteau, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Can we do a whole episode about Portmanteaus? Probably. <laughs> Should have gone too long. Yeah, it was that Western thing. Was it? Yeah. yeah it was. CJ was, CJ there, was, there. Yeah. Yeah. I was there. Richard. You have the Jack of Hearts, Richard. You have an option here. You have two choices. It's a big day for you. I'm going to choose between who lives here, what is the average person like in this place, what do they look like, what do they wear, or describe the flora and fauna. What is the landscape like? What animals and plants call it home? we got to go animals. Yeah. So I think as far as flora and fauna, it's just moss and mold. Like on top of like the big industrial tubs of yogurt and ice cream. I think there's also a bunch of like fake plants you know, used to decorate maybe some nice potted credenzas. Credenza's a fucking wardrobe. What'd I say? Credenza. A potted the... credenza. What's it? Isn't there a plant that sounds like that? The Costanza. You got Cassandra, it. Chrysanthemum. So <laughs> as far as animals, there's probably cockroaches, crickets, mice that live somewhere in the kitchen. And what is the landscape like? What's well, just a cafetorium? tile flooring what's the color uh, scheme like the the school colors probably blue and white there's banners of sports teams debate teams chess club championships i don't know if they get banners but in the school they probably do no wait so this isn't attached to any particular school so is it like banners from all schools no well, joe says like <clears throat> yay chess <laughs> yeah it's just, just generic <laughs> school sports Fine. What if they're digital, and wherever yeah. they they line up to, it just changes. Oh yeah, I like it. digital banners and jerseys. Yeah, like the numbers on the jerseys change, things of that nature. I like it. Yeah. So you got roaches, yogurt vats, and mystery changing jerseys. Love this place. I have the Queen of Hearts. Who or what has been in this place the longest? How do they come to be here? So I think there's a mechanic here. No one remembers hiring him. He's very friendly, a little slow, but a whiz with the machines. And he's what keeps this whole thing going. He remembers when they hired the driver. He remembers when they converted this from a American Gladiators place to a Zamboni cafetorium. He knows it all. Does yep. he have a name or is he just a guy? His name is Angus. Lame. Thrill man. Angus Thrillman. He is a machinist. All right. 
moving right on, the last card for my friend CJ, King of Hearts. What stories are told in or about this place? Does it have legends or myths? Does it have religion? Hmm. I think there's a rumor going about with all the kids that there's a, a secret golden treasure hidden deep within the, the metalworks of this huge machine. So uh, some, some of these high schoolers go off on their own little adventure to try and find this, this treasure. And then you never hear from them again. Spooky. I bet Angus Thrillman knows where it is. Maybe the treasure was the friendship along the way. Nope. Just gold. a bunch of gold. No, I like the idea that, that was the real treasure, but the real danger was like spike pits and rabid dogs. So there were both. Shooters. Yeah. And god damn it. Also getting like caught in like a, a cog and getting crushed by giant gears. That'd be bad too, yeah. That wouldn't be good. Yeah, that sucks. My opinion? No good. Plus you're into it. Yeah. Oh, he said cogged, not cocked. So we've established our place. We all have like a good feel for what we've created here, the hell we've unleashed. Do we all can we picture it all in our minds? Can we just like do we feel like we live in this place? Yeah. So we're gonna be playing four time periods, right? The first one's ta- taking place right now, as we've established this place. And whenever we draw a 10 out of the deck of cards remaining, that will trigger us to move to the next time frame. It'll be between one to six years. Either forward or backwards in time. It's really all we need to know. I'm going to turn over a card for Conan. He's the one that started this whole thing. You can answer the question on the card like you've been doing, or you can trade that card in to do some other stuff. So there's a little list here. You can trade it in for a focused situation. You can tell a story, throw a party, which is essentially talking about a celebration that took place here. Discover something. You can create something new. You can see an omen, something that will come to pass eventually. You can leave the frame, so you can actually step away from the cafetorium. This is the only time you can do that. Or you can just say, fuck this, and skip your turn. Okay. All right. I'm excited. Let's go. Your card is the? Five of clubs. Great. Yeah. So the clubs doesn't matter so much. This is your first five. So we're going to go to the fives area and read the first question. Ooh, what are the stars like in our place? The sky, the weather. So I'm going to say that the Cafe Zambonatorium has its own kind of weather system. After being this sort of sealed environment that travels all over, it travels all the time, having captured the fumes from a million cafeteria lunches and farting kids and vomit catastrophes, and this whole thing has taken on literally a, a life of its own. So... There are no stars per se, but there is, a, as you get closer to the ceiling, this like miasma up there. And depending on the region that it travels to, it may rain this like slightly greasy mist, or it may sometimes literally fog into the Cafetora Zambonium. So it does have like its own kind of localized weather system, all of it unpleasant and all of it slightly stale and greasy is that why they can't see the the rafter kids because like the, they're above the clouds right and they live in this like miasma up in the rafters they're essentially these weird greasy fish people up they there also, like, filter feed from the yes <laughs> yeah rose i love that all right richard ready yes 
you get seven of spades. Well, seven. That's all you need to know. The first seven. What is the most beautiful thing in or about our place? The homecoming queen. Okay. And I think it's like a wedding every day. So her and the prom king get to sit on the stage and eat their lunch on like a private little table. So everyone gets to watch them while they eat. That sounds really upsetting. Is it like a new person every day? Like No. It's just it's that one person for the year. Right, because they're so hot. Does it change whenever they go to a new school? Or do they essentially, they're elected and then are forced to travel with the Cafazamba Tone? Well, I think, it's a, I think it's a regional thing. They're the the homecoming king and queen of the region. So they have, uh, just like when you're a traveling champion, you have to go to each school. They got to represent. you live on the thing? Like you live there yeah. for the year? Yeah, but in exchange, your school gets like more budget next year. Oh, okay. It sounds so like super dystopian and kind of sad, but also would help a lot of current schools out, just right. saying. I have a five. So I can either answer what secrets are kept in our place and why are they kept and by who and from whom. I think that there is basically like an apocalypse situation outside the world. So you have the region and that's relatively okay, but resources are scarce. These little communities are all being kept cloistered so that the kids can have some semblance of a normal life. And this Cafabona Zemtorium, whatever the fuck, is like a key part of giving them some kind of established childhood. And that's why I travel from place to place to place. But only on the, like, this is giant pond. Yeah. No, maybe it's not a pond. Maybe the world's frozen over. And that's why it travels on ice. Yep. And there's, like, only, like, four communities that are left. Right. That it bounces between. And everything else is just a fucking waste. But they're trying to make sure the kids don't find this out. Because they want them to think about the future. You know? Mm. So these, these, like, greasy loft people right mm -hmm. do they know what's happened have they seen the truth that's an interesting question i mean how long has this been going on this has been going on for like a decade or two right this is I mean, auditorium i'm gonna say when richard you probably know when was the last episode of american gladiator 1996 so i would say y2k happened like hardcore happened the only thing that functioned were mechanical engines, nothing digital, so a Zamboni engine, cafeteria, you know. It's been since the year 2020, or 20, 2000. 2000. The year. It's so been a long day. Federal kids were in there, right? And they say they were like a kindergartner when this all went down. They'd be like 28 by now. <clears throat> yeah, but like every grade now takes four years. So even if they started kindergarten, the most they're at like fourth or fifth grade. I'm oh. saying for the feral kids, they would know. They would, they would remember the... the yeah, but before. the feral kids are pushed up to the rafters. That's where the rafter people come from. They're they graduate, and they're forced to live in the rafters. So so this is like a Snowpiercer situation? Yeah, is that, definitely. Is that what we're talking about? Snowpiercerium. Yeah. Cool. All right, CJ, you have a five. This is our third five. Nice. There is a union. Is it political, emotional, marital? What is newly aligned? Well, I did talk about a teacher's union. So I, I think they were against the Cafe, Zambit Cafe Zambonatorium because it would destroy everything. There's probably a, a subsection of teachers in this union who want to expose 
this cataclysmic world to these children, but they can't for whatever reason, the powers that be are, you know, crushing them. And, um, yeah, I, I think they work in kind of like the shadows to try and take down the cafe Zambonatorium. Imagine the conversation being like, we have to let them know what they're up against. Like they have to understand this. Right. But yeah, all the like, books let's... about the old world have been like banned by the school committee. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like some cool <laughs> teachers that like, will like sneak it to the kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like real life. Ooh. All is right. that two edgy school shootings are fine, but book banning is too much, Nate? <laughs> oh, I liked it. Yeah, the they'd be like, "Look, so, don't say a, don't say apocalypse or gay." Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number you get a six there, Conan. First six. All right. Why do you get all the fucking weird? Like, <laughs> what is the most horrible thing in or about our place? I really feel like I'm getting set the tone. I'm digging it. <laughs> I'm going to say the most horrible thing. So it's the music, right? Yeah. Because they like this thing travels around. It tries to keep spirits up. But the only music they have is like canned music that has happened in this school. You know, a school doesn't have a license or money to play real music. So it's like replays and it's over the loudspeaker system of every like kids choir and that what was it the soul newskies that failed Solonuskis. Like, yeah the Solonuskis like four minutes set on repeat for the last 20 something years <laughs> it's just like a million kids saying the pledge of allegiance and then the Solonuskis bombing a bad cover of an eagle song just another tequila sunrise okay richard yes a three our first three what do people listen to and perform here what is considered the folk art (laughs) mashed potato sculptures (laughs) well no because i mean it has a, a stage as well yeah right so i think there's there's um oh what do you call that ropes auditor no Definitely ropes. What do you call, uh, presentation at the auditorium, an assembly. I think there's right. like an assembly and a pep rally every day. Oof, that's hell. <laughs> what do they do though? Does the prom queen and king lead it? Are they the MCs. I like the idea that they're sort they're forced to sit and eat and shut up and look pretty. They've been picked as tribute to receive the extra funding that year. Right, like they don't they don't sing or dance or nothing. They're they just, just pretty. Have to, sit and eat and get fatter and sadder every day. Yeah, I think like... Why'd you look directly at me? I know you, I can't tell what you're looking at, but I feel you're looking right at me when you said that. It's like a talent show every day. There's like ventriloquist dummies, people doing that thing, devil sticks, hula hooping. Granny shifted. Does the weather inside the building ever shut down the assembly? The grease fog and yeah, the, the, the grease the rain. Grease rain. The grease rain. <laughs> No, because I think there's like um, at a Gallagher show they put like the everyone's got ponchos and tarps. yeah ponchos and like and plastic sheets just in case. Not like a little little bit of grease rain get them down. Good, we got our first ace, boys. What are the plants like in our place? The rocks, the soil. I think that some of the enterprising rafter folk have been like cultivating the really big meaty mushrooms that grow and they're having little like fungal farms the only problem is every now and then they release these massive amounts of spores that trigger a grease rain but this is incredibly virulent 
it makes everybody sick. I think this is the origin of the diarrhea storm that Conan mentioned earlier. The Great Expulsion. Yes, thank you. The Great Expulsion was caused by the fungal farms releasing all their spores at once on a very humid Wednesday afternoon. Why couldn't they like plant trees and plants to create oxygen? To You're the one who said they only had mold and mushrooms here. So, And for rocks, there are plenty of rocks. There's like a little like nature path in the back for kids to walk around on during recess. But everything's made of like foam rubber. Nothing's real. And it's all aged terribly because there aren't any plants anymore in the world. It's all like iced over. So it's like a hologram tree in remembrance of a real tree. I think there's also petrified turds from the rafter kids. Nope. They ship all the excrement up to the rafters. How else are they going to farm their fungi? See, Hmm. the people on the floor think it's expelled from the top of the building, right? There's a conveyor system. They think it feeds out of the building because they can't see up past the greasy fog barrier up in the rafters. And maybe at one time that's what happened. But now the rafters, it's what they call the people that live in the rafters, the rafters steal it off the conveyor belt to help farm their fungi. Mm. All right, Conan. No, CJ. The real Conan. Eight. What does success look like in our place? What do the inhabitants want? I think success is when you graduate. And at the end of every year, all the graduates, they have like a little graduation ceremony. Then they go through like this very special door that says success on it, then they're never seen again because they're off to go do business things. That's what success looks like. That's what every kid dreams of is going through that door. They like tap it when they, they walk out. Yeah, the yeah. That's a tradition there. They'll tap it. And then they if go you're to the too rafters. short then you don't have you're not successful. Sorry. Do they get shunted to the rafters at that point? Like do they have to live up there? Or do they go off to do regular things? Ooh, I like um, the idea that they walk out the door closes and they take the long cold walk and if they fail that's when they get shipped up to the rafters or they're sent off to fight the frozen monster resistance yeah Ooh. oh what's his name angus he's the guy outside like congratulations here's your spear go that way like he's (laughs) the guy that knows angus is like a freedom fighter he's just the guy that says all right here's your diploma now you know, go on, fight the tundra monsters. I think some of them don't get to that point. I think there's like a hallway after the door. It's like a little door. So for the small people who are too weak to fight, they'll go through that door. And at the end of that, there's just a, a meat grinder. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to that so, Simpsons episode. No, I, I'm not familiar with it. Well, the Treehouse of Horrors with the yeah. German kid who gets ground up into meat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You might say that we're eating. He just ate Dieter. He's in our stomachs right now. That's like a 30-year-old reference. Have you listened to the show? That's true. You have a street I, I did. In fact, I'm a patron for the show. All right, then. So, shut yes. the fuck up. Also, we appreciate your support. <laughs> but our also, shut the fuck up. Conan, six. Ooh. Someone returns to our place changed. Who are they? And how are they different? I may want to trade this in, actually. I want to use this mechanic. Oh, shit, we can trade. Yeah, because I don't think anyone comes back. You either end up in the bean grinder fighting the tundra, apocalypse monsters, or up in the rafters. So you can tell a story, throw a party, discover something, see an omen, leave the frame, or just skip the stuff. 
Oh, that's. I feel like that. If I just said, you know what, I'm gonna skip it, and move on, and just skip my turn, would be kind of lame. I feel like that one should be thrown out. But yeah. not if you know <clears throat> a ten's coming up and you want to turn the season. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. I'm gonna tell a story. Randy Charlson is about 15 now, uh, so that would put him in like the third grade, right? And Randy Charlson has been doing pretty good. He's feeling good about being the top of his third year, third grade class. He has a crush on a Sarah McSarrison, and things have been going really well there. They're uh, you know going into fourth grade, you're allowed to start holding hands, which is really sweet. This also says other players can interrupt with questions and other things too. But Randy has been having weird dreams lately wet or dry dry dreams about the kaffa zambonatorium kaffa zambonatorium kaffa zambonatorium and he's been having dreams about monsters coming down from the mist and he's been having dreams about graduating which he always thought was great but he had a dream where it was his graduation day and monsters came down from the rafters to congratulate him. And at the same time, the, the hallway nice. opened up and there was this long, long hallway with a light at the end. But at the end of it, he only felt death. And so Randy McCharles, Charles Randerson, mm-hmm. Randy Charleson. First of his name. <laughs> right. First of his name, but he's a senior at this point and he has a kid. And he's actually started telling other third graders, whoever will listen in his grade. He doesn't trust the second year third graders and he doesn't trust the fourth graders, but he's been telling the other third year third graders about these disturbing dreams that he's been having. Not that he's trying to sow doubt per se, but he doesn't have a good feeling about what's happening. He feels like he's, he's not being told something. Hmm. I like that. Nice. Richard, are you ready for yours? Uh, yeah. It's a 10! Hey! All right. The special rules for 10s. You may pick freely between the following questions, but do not pick the same one twice. Hmm. There is a great loss, one that sets new burdens on the inhabitants of the place. How do they cope? What have they lost forever? I think the one thing these students look forward to every Friday... Is Pizza Friday? Not Bosco Sticks? Not Bosco Sticks. One of those weird Ohioan kids eat those. I think they finally ran through all the frozen pizza. And now it's not only that like there's no more pizza in the building, there's no more pizza on Earth. Yikes. Yeah. Oh no. I would starve. There's there's not even fancy Rhode Island party pizza. The hell is that? Fancy. What? You're what not is, missing anything. What is Rhode Island party pizza? It's just a piece of bread. That's focaccia bread. With so uh, bull testicles in it. So it's poor people pizza? No. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a bit. I mean, it, it's and then it's just with cold with pasta sauce on it. And it's pizza wrapped sauce. up in cellophane. And it's wrapped in cellophane. You buy it at like gas stations for like a dollar. There's no toppings. Well, right. the sauce. I, I can also spend sauces in a topping. Like I it is spend, if there's no topping. I get Instead of a middling, it becomes 50. a topping. And I can that, get, that's how shitty it is. The sauce becomes the topping. I right. get a oh, Lunchable so. and make an actual pizza for 50 cents more. Yeah, but isn't that like a cracker? Yes. 
Yeah, this is good crust. Crust yeah. is nice. It's Fakakta bread, according yeah. to Nate. Fakakta bread. All right. After answering this question, you will roll the die and move in time. We're moving four years. Which way? No, wait a minute. That's a five. The X is a five. Five years. Which way? Backwards or forwards? I'm going forwards. I don't oh, look right. back. Hell yeah. That's why the eyes are in the front of my head. <laughs> That's why. After these messages, we'll be right back. Let me ask you. We've said uh, this attaches to schools. Is this a middle schools, high schools, all schools? Or in the apocalypse, if they all become like K through 12, or they just... Because I want you know middle school up until seventh and then or eight, whatever it was eighth grade, and I, then yeah, I was yeah. imagining it was like a K through twelve situation. Okay, I think it's everybody. Okay. Yeah, everybody, everybody. Okay. Okay, so five years in the future, do our characters slash civilizations still live here? Yeah, where else are they gonna go? Well, maybe they died off, and it's all full of like just the rafter kids now because the regular kids died. You know. No, but Randy's in like first year or fifth grade now. Dunk. Good for him working so hard. Yeah. Second in his class now. Sarah Saracen actually took over first, mostly because he let her though. He likes her. What does this place physically look like now? Has anything visually changed? Probably moldier. I think they've made up new championships to put on the banners. Like Grease Ball, Grease Hockey. Most improved. Greasing. <laughs> Chess Grease. Hey, so does the place still use the same name? If not, what's it called now? Nate, I don't think you're getting away from it. We said it's the Cafazambatonorium. I'm just asking the question. To be fair, I don't think we've said the same thing. (laughs) Cafazambonatorium. That's what it is. But you had it named after somebody (laughs) like that. You pronounce it differently every time. I I don't. I call it the general... Pickering Memorial, whatever the fuck I said like an hour ago. Who knows? <laughs> it's too long. Can't remember. Yep, that one. <clears throat> okay, so now we're in the future. Everything's cool. Now we draw more cards. Our first age is done. When we draw the fourth 10, the game is over. We're only a quarter of the way through. Yeah, but it'll speed up now. We have less cards, right? You're not exactly. replacing them, right? I'm not replacing them. <laughs> Let me ask. Are we working toward a specific endpoint or just describing this world? This would say we weren't treating this as how we're treating this so shamefully. Would this be a world building game that we would then possibly base a campaign or some other type of system on or narrative overall? It's meant to do its own thing. And then after the fourth 10, there's a special end of the game segment that we do. It seems very much like quiet year to me. Very, very much, yeah. yeah. Hey, my question is, what is the primary building or natural material of our place? I think initially it was cinder blocks, but as we're running low on resources, I think more and more it's like mushroom blocks and ice. So things have been getting colder. It's taking harder to heat, so people have to get more resistant. So they've taken to making their clothing out of thick hunks of mushroom bark, like mushroom leather, and then taking the, the, the gills underneath to make like fake down for inside their coats. So it's kind of entirely mushroom based at this point. Gross. It's this it's the height of fashion, Richard. You wouldn't understand. It makes me think that the the lifespan of this Cafe Zambonatorium is only like a bit longer. They're already running out of steam. Yeah. It's only been what, five years? 
well, 20 years since the apocalypse, but we jumped forward five years to five now years, we're so wearing like, mushrooms. Right. Yeah, it's like 2025. Right. And then plus five, 28 years, about 30 years. Like I said, hey, CJ, you got an eight. The news is dramatic and tensions are high. What is the news? How is this reaction physicalized in space? I think during one of the major assemblies that occur every day, down from the rafters descends this sign that's pretty much just like a, a piece of like metal sheet that looks like it was ripped off from the wall or something and then scribbled on it. We found the treasure of the Kaffa Zambonatorium. Nailed it. It just descends from a rope. It's just tied to a sign. Fucking Charlie Bronson over here. How often are you trying to get rope into this game? <laughs> as often as I can. People are kind of surprised to see this and then everyone's freaking out because like this rumor seems to be true now so tensions are high people are getting rowdy now now are they also not just about the treasure but do they wonder what's up there like they look up 30 feet right i mean <laughs> how tall is this thing yeah i mean you can't see the the ceiling right, right? it's all the grease cloud i mean those auditor audit Torium's gym days, they're pretty tall, right? It, it's like first contact from the feral people. <laughs> send Jody, was it Jody Foster? No, send Amy Adams to go talk to him. That was Jody yeah. Foster. No, that was in contact. Oh, that, they came out about, like two months apart from each other. No, the arrival was like 15 years later. Yeah, yeah, that was recent with like Owen Wilson and the guy from, yeah, Owen Wilson's his name, right? Owen Wilson <laughs> wasn't in the arrival, no, but he was in Jurassic Park. No, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> what is happening? Chris Owens. Wow. Same guy. Dinosaurs as wow. Wow. Because you said Amy Adams. It's the guy. He was in uh, Not Community. Parks and Rec. He was Guardians of the Galaxy. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt's what I... What'd you no, say? No, he was on Passengers. That movie was fucked up. He was in the recent Contact one, right? The Arrival? With the, the ink beat. Yeah, same thing. Like, I don't think he was. He's not in everything. Feels like it, though. Yeah. We gotta push on for our own good. Conan, you have a seven. That's the line. Seven. That's where we hit it. Yeah. All right. The second seven. Invent a specific street, building, corner, overlook, or meeting place. What is it called officially? What do the locals call it? Janitor's closet where they go make Oh, yeah. I was going to oh, say, yeah. make that's a good stairway. One. The green hallway. <laughs> hey, let's board it up now. Good. Everyone's making it. So, out. I'm going to say that the hallway to this place has essentially become sacred, right? So this thing travels around to these what four or five remaining schools in the apocalypse, and it essentially docks with them like a space shuttle, right? There's this like ten or fifteen foot hallway, like it 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 extends this dry dock to the existing school. And it seals it to keep it warm so the kids don't know there's an ice age outside. But what's weird is that it blows the kids' minds because that door that goes to the lunch hall is dark any other time of the day. Like, they look out the window and they can't see anything. But then the Kaffa Zambatorium rolls up and suddenly they can see the lunch hall and thus out into the torium. It's the only thing that really changes because the windows are all black, right? Sunlight's not good for your system anymore. 
that happened like 30 years ago. They blocked off the windows because sunlight's bad for you now. Vitamin D is a lie. What makes it almost holy and sacred is because it's the one thing that seems to change. Richard, you have the third seven. If we got an aspect of our place is recovered, what is it? A corner? A basement? A hidden garden? I took it away. I can't yeah, bring it back. It. Oh, wait a minute. Could you scroll up? I want to trade something in. I had an idea. You want to swap it? Okay, I'm discovering something. So we just... So there's rumors of this buried treasure. And now is a group claiming that they found it. That's what's happening? Yep. Yeah. They, they found the treasure of the... The Cafe Zambonatorium. I think one day at lunch, one of the students, maybe even this Charles Charles Monium, what's his name? Yep. Uh, Randy Charles. Randy Charleston. He's having dinner with Sarah Saracen with their four kids. And one of the kids goes to draw with crayons on the placemat. And he runs out of room and he flips it over. And on the back, it's a placemat for Pirate Pete's Pirate Cove restaurant and bar. And it's like a treasure map in crayon and like for the kids to do activities with like an X on it. And that it wasn't really a buried treasure in the place. It was just people not realizing it was a placemat. They thought it was a treasure map. Right, because they've never been to a restaurant or at least not that they can Not Pirate Pete's Pirate Emporium. Symposium, yeah. Symposium, Pirate Symposium. Yeah. That's where pirates go to talk about pirate stuff. It makes sense. All right. I have a nine. Unless I want to trade it out, because that's kind of cool to do now. First nine. No, I'm not doing that. I'm going to trade that out, too. Ice. Famed gladiatrix dies. I didn't have a state funeral. Yeah, sorry. They have a state funeral where it's like Lennon in the glass tomb. They have like an ice tomb for ice. It's at the front of the cafeteria. And the old ice cream freezer that's no longer used because there's no more ice cream. And people always go by with the velvet ropes that CJ provided earlier. They have it cordoned off, and so people can go pay their respects. But one day... What are the odds that ice dies and is frozen? I know. My mind's a beautiful enigma. (laughs) One day, though, they try to start the cafeteria process again. They, you know, get everything going for breakfast, and ice's body is gone, and the ice has been chipped away. Whoa. Whoa, indeed, Fair Conan. Whoa, indeed. And now we're going to CJ. (laughs) Two. This is our first two, my friend. Oh, (laughs) that's funny. What is produced in our place right now, and how does it make its way into the wider world? First two, dummy. Oh, oh, the first two. Damn Damn it, I can't read. Name a monument, marker, statue, or other physicalized memory that exists in our place. What does it mark? Hmm. Sarah loves Johnny XOXO 2005. That... Bitch has been cheating. She or, better love Charles. No, it's a different Sarah, one without an H. What, what if I hopped on the bandwagon and traded this one in? If you want to Do be it. cool, you'll yeah, hop on the bandwagon. What are the options for trading in again? There's a tell story, throw a party, discover something. There's one that's like, leave the frame. Ooh. Hmm. I'm going to build upon Nate's little story about ice dying. Her body's gone, right? She's not there anymore. True. One day. So just taking our eyes out from the Cafe Zambonatorium, you see her body's taken to this like lab, this underground lab. 
it's like a science chemistry lab beneath one of the the schools. It's a lab under one of the actual high school science labs. Yes, <laughs> but I think it's more high tech. It's got those like right. Columns. Yeah, it, it's very high tech. And Bunsen burners and beakers. And she she's on this like this table, kind of strapped down, and her skin's all mottled and cold because she's dead. But uh, she's got like this metal antenna sticking out of the top of her head, and there's like this scientist that's like like ripping off her arm and putting on like this giant like metal claw modifying her hand to be like a gun and shit and a spot launcher yes everything <laughs> and and the scene just ends with the guy classically just pulling on this lever and you all these sparks flying and suddenly her eyes open and she's alive again nice i dig it i like that a lot you get our last five conan someone is found guilty and is punished i like this I like this one a lot. Ranchy Charleston can't take it anymore. He's going through his midlife crisis, which a lot of kids do in fourth year of fifth grade. His dreams haven't gotten any better. He, he's found, he's got the white picket classroom with his four kids with Sarah Saracen. Like things are going good, but the dreams have been getting worse and the nightmares won't go away. And he's been just talking too much and he is accused rightfully so, of trying to break a window in one of the classrooms. There's the commandments, right? There's the school handbook, which is Thou essentially... not break windows. Correct. Like, they're almost the commandments down from above is this quote-unquote school handbook. And one of them is vitamin D is poison, right? So by trying to break a window, he's letting in vitamin D, and it's he'll kill all these people. So he is... That's why the pizza doesn't have cheese. <clears throat> That's right. Aside from running out of, you know, all the dairy expiring 30 years ago. So Randy Charleston is found guilty of violating the fifth school commandment. And he is roped and he is, a quote unquote, ascended where they throw the, uh, you know what they do? Remember those, uh, those big oh, like parachutes? That in grade school, like you have the ball on top of it. Yeah, and you do, and then you can like yeah, make a you flap it up and down, and oh, everyone hides under the it. Best gym days. So what happens is the whole school they put him in the middle of one of these things, <laughs> and they flap it up and down until they bounce him up into the mist in the top of the Zambatorium <laughs> and he disappears. There's always been this law that that's what would happen, but it's never happened before because everyone follows the school handbook until. Randy Charleston tried to violate this commandment. Oh, no, see, I, is... think, I think this is a common punishment. Even if nobody's done anything wrong, mm. they're just bloodthirsty every once in a while, and it's good for them, like the lottery, to get it out of their system. And normally the guy goes up 30 feet tall, comes right. down and smashes, and his eyeballs pop out, and he breaks all his arms. Okay, But this time, he doesn't come down because one of the rat kids grabbed him. Yeah, one of the rafters. Yes. He is mysteriously ascended because they usually call it the dissension because someone dissents against the rules. So they then descend and get smashed on the floor, but he is the he first ascended. to quote ascend. ascend. Wow. He's, he's becoming almost Christ-like. I was going to say, is he like a holy figure now? Like ice he, is gone bodily. He's almost a martyr. I mean, this happens in front of his four kids. Like all his Randy Charleston, junior, junior, juniors in the first and second and third and fourth. 
they're all standing there hugging their mom and then lunch is over and they've got to all go back to like kindergarten third year and fourth grade second year and whatnot now could he have broken the window purposely so that he could be punished because he knew like he had a good feeling based on his visions no he, this is my chance to escape he still thinks it's monsters up in the mist like he is more terrified of the monsters in the mist than anything else but he had to try to get out of the school and so like it's real pathetic and scary and sad way disappears because he goes from crying and screaming and getting flung into the air to just silence and he's just gone up into the grease fog i want to read this book especially the hunger games meets that episode of the simpsons yeah Yeah. treehouse of (laughs) snowpiercer and i'm proud of us nobody's eaten anybody yet if That's Ryan too was here, easy. That's the thing. Exactly. That would be if Ryan too easy. was here, he'd be eating everybody. All right, Richard. All right. How many nines we got? Two. Someone or a group leaves our place. Who are they and why are they going? What do they take with them and what do they leave behind? Well, I think it's Randy Newman. No, Randy. <laughs> I'm going to go in a parachute. <laughs> yeah, to the rat. Oh, Randy. <laughs> Randy Charleston, like Randy the third Charleston. or fourth one yeah. of his kids. I think Randy Charleston the third. I don't think anyone's that bothered that he didn't come down. They're like pissed they didn't get to see the blood and guts. But the kids know something is wrong. Mm. So one of his kiddos decides his father died for nothing. He's going to figure out. He's going to do something. His dad wasn't just crazy. No, I, I think we say the hell with the kids. He's got a new family now. Oh. Because it's going to be like an avatar situation. And now he lives up there with these people. And he's going to like learn their ways. And he falls war. in love with one of the, the rafter people. Oh, so he's going to warg it... into a rafter. Right. And he becomes their leader somehow. Puts his ponytail on the big fungus tree. Right. I like it. What does he take with him? Oh, I won't be drunk. Yeah, shut up. What do they take with them? The rafter is virginity. Oh. <laughs> News of the surface world. No, that's the fucked up part. He's a virgin too. Yeah, it was a a Christian fundamental school, so nobody's really been taught what actually happened, so he has no idea. Right. He's been poking her belly button for the last 15 years, and kids keep popping out. Nate, you had an idea for what he took with him? I'm just saying news of the surface world and, like, the truth of it, because they have their own, like, remember in uh, John Thunderdome, all the little feral kids, and they had their own mythology about the before times? Yeah. Not long, long ago. I think these kids have something similar. And he can bring the news of the real world as he knows it anyway. Uh, so he, he like get to actually see outside the window when he smash it? Ooh. You know what it is? I think above that layer, you know how like malls have the, they call it like a sky ceiling? Like a, Oh, you mean like a window glass thing? Like a window, that's it. <laughs> what do they but, call that thing? But like, like the one on the ceiling, a window ceiling. No, the, uh, skylight? Skylight. Yeah, skylight. <laughs> But like no, but like what's a fancy one where it's like an atrium, like domed? You it's called I mean? a it's called an atrium. Yeah, you, you got it. Atrium, I thought those were birds hang out. Like a greenhouse. <laughs> That's a an apiary. I think is that where a, apes hang out? No, an apiary is like a beehouse. I thought it was a beehive. Nope. That's <laughs> no beehives where Owen Wilson hangs out. Yeah, with his big tall hair. Wow. Wow. Behave, bees. All right, come on. <laughs> no, I yeah, like I that. Th- that that he like 
he gets ascended and then he sees the truth and he gives them what he knows from his prophecies and visions he's been getting. But I don't think they give a fuck because I think they're a much more highly evolved people oh. than the bottom people. But and really, we are the monsters. I am legend style. Well, Avatar style. Is Will Smith in that one too? Because I only watch Will Smith movies. So I got an ace of diamonds. It doesn't matter the diamonds. Second ace, I don't care for the question, so I'm going to trade it in. I want to go back to something Zach said about like your diploma and then going to march through the wastes, right? Mm-hmm. I think that was CJ who had... It's all you, baby. Don't Kind worry. of. I know. Right, because he says graduates CJ. instead of graduates, and that bothered me. I didn't forget it. Oh, yeah, graduates. The fuck is a graduate? Is that a real thing and I'm stupid, or are you the dumb yes. one? No, knows about the dumb you. one. <laughs> So, hey, shut up. The diploma is what they call the spear. So your diploma is the spear. That's like your symbol of, of office graduating. So I think you exit the the back of the hovercraft. They stop temporarily. They give you your spear. They give you a little sack of rations made of, like, mushroom jerky and shit. And they say, okay, it takes us one month to cycle back. And if you survive in that month, then we'll keep you in the hold and bring you to the next community. And you can establish yourself there. Who do we think the teachers are? I don't think there are teachers. It's all robots. I like the idea that it's it's survivors. Like they're told, listen, you have to survive, and the only way we'll come and get you is if you survive and you keep your mouth shut, because otherwise you know what's out there. And we will the the shadow government here in this school, the school board or the teachers union will kick out any dissenters. So you graduate now keep your mouth shut that you know what's happening in the real world i think that they're allowed to go to like one of the surviving towns and then after a couple of years they get like the old survivors to come back and be teachers that way it's not like aren't you fucking charles randyson or whatever the fuck and they're like no hey, hold on are there towns outside of these schools i thought there was like a small band around you know to make the kids mm, no kids babies making babies bud what? christian fundamentalism what yeah, they don't, have, they don't have condoms in the future. Yeah, what what hell have we made? Let's see, a two for you, CJ. This is our third? No, second two. It's the second two. What is produced in our place right now, and how does it make its way into the wider world? I don't think I really like this one. Throw a party, dude. Forty. Yeah, yeah. Go up, go up. Let's see the options. Tell story. Throw a party. Discover something. See an omen. Ooh. See an omen. You know what? I'm just going to move on. Just discard that. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to do that. See an omen. I like this. I, I like the see an omen. It's a chance to see things in motion. The player narrates what is seen by who and how it is perceived by those that hear the news. Randy Charleston, he's kind of become like a messiah to the rafters and kind of like a, a legend to the students. And I think Randy, he gets high off of one of the mushroom molds that are growing up in the, the rafters. And he sees another vision. I think what he sees this time, he's outside of the, the Cafe Zambonatorium in, in the cold into what he saw before in the window. He sees over the horizon just this army of shadowy figures and they crest over this hill and start charging at him. And then he turns around and tries to run away as fast as he can, but like his legs don't move and 
everything's just catching up to him and he trips and then he, he turns around and it's like these mutated monster creatures swarming over him and digging in their claws. And then he wakes up. That is the omen. I like it. Nice. Well, guess what, boys? Conan's card is a 10. Ooh. So pick freely between the following questions, but do not pick the same one twice. So Richard picked the great loss. So pick a different one. Someone important, socially, politically, or emotionally. And I'm going to choose Angus. I know he hasn't been in the spotlight much, but he has been a constant. Never seeming to age. Always has something witty and wise. He's usually the last person seen by the graduates. He's everywhere, right? But, oh wow, this just isn't how were they killed. So apparently, he is murdered by a graduate. And this graduate, like, it's the first time in this however many decades this has happened. The graduate comes back. He's about to get pushed out. He's about to get left by the the roaming Zamba Torononium, damn it. And he manages instead to grab hold of Angus and essentially push him back into the building, killing him and trying to tell everyone that everything was alive. But Angus, Angus is remembered because he takes the heretic, like he grabs him and they both tumble together out of the graduate hall door and disappears. So he's remembered as the heretic slayer. Hell yeah. So a graduate is someone who's eligible to graduate, but hasn't yet. And you're a graduate once you get your award or diploma. Not in this world. You you can't use Wikipedia as a source. Richard, roll your D6. Two. Two years have passed. Ah, ah, ah. Conan, do you want to go two years forwards or backwards? We're going forward, man. Always forward. Do our characters slash civilization still live in the Cafabona Zanatorium? Everyone except Angus. I'm going to say yes. That they still live there, but they have evolved at this point. It's been happening slowly but surely due to dietary and environmental influences. Everyone's a little smaller. Like you hit puberty, but you don't get really any bigger because your body, kind of like a goldfish, will stay the size of its fishbowl. That's what's happening to people in this school. They're really not changing that much anymore. Yeah, few, fewer people are able to hit the the graduate or the success sign above the door. Yes. It still uses the same name. It's just kind of greasier and shorter and sadder now. Everyone has taken on a sort of melancholy because people need change. People need something more. But this regimen that's been happening now for 32 years or whatever it is has been taking a toll on the what used to be considered human. It's been taking a toll on their psyches. Cool. Richard. Yes. You have third ace. Harvest day has arrived. What is being harvested and for what purpose and how is it being stored? I feel like we've been very good about not eating the students, so let's not harvest the students. We've done every other horrible thing to these poor children except that. They're harvesting ice from the outside so they can have snow cones for the children to try to boost morale because everybody's so miserable. 
who's harvesting it because it's supposed to be a secret that it's like ice <gasps> ice oh. with her giant robot claws right she maybe can she now... has like a snow cone attachment oh yeah yeah oh maybe there's a there's a cutscene where we see it zooms out and like the the masked goggled man like pulls it back and it was angus who was working on her as his outside agent David yeah, angus is dead now well he's dead now that's why he knew someday it would happen he wouldn't be around forever so he needed a protector for when he was gone and gladiatress ice was obviously the perfect subject well if he needed a protector she did a shit job protecting him as he's dead now she protects the school angus was not important the school the cafazambatoria nonium mobile is what's important she's just making ice cream cones for the kids because her name is ice she was frozen in ice this is clearly her destiny clearly and she's not a robot she's a snow cone dispensing machine (laughs) she can just barely remember who she was in a past life but now she's been brought back like old frankenstein monstered into a machine (laughs) and she lives in torment every day does a tennis ball launcher machine arm like shoot snow cone balls now yeah yeah so she's like a a robocop a snow cone cop right snowball cop please snowball right cop. There. i have an eight it is the third eight what a glorious eight someone or a group of people come to our place who are they and why are they come do they bring anything with them i think the school has its first breach Ooh. The shapeless, fur-clad, God-knows-whats break in through underneath the hovercraft. An they break through panel. that window that oh, yeah, he he was trying it. to break. He weakened it. The wards mm-hmm. are, are down. I like it. It's off there. These things come in, and they don't attack the kids. They attack the stores. So they, they steal the last of the Bosco sticks. No. And not since pizza travesty of seven years ago has the school suffered such a devastating loss. And I think now, that was like the last remaining processed carbohydrate that the school had. Is it the actual like weird creature shadow mutants that Randy saw in his prophecy? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Randy saw it coming and he tried to warn them about the Bosco sticks and how vulnerable they were, but they didn't understand what they had until it was gone, you know? Still don't know what they are. Nope, no one does. <laughs> Conan made it up three hours Maybe ago. Maybe I made him up. Still. Hey, CJ, you got a four. The bar opens their <laughs> doors to all. What is the bar and who is the regular there? Or the church changes a core mandate. What is the church and what about their worldview has shifted? Hmm. I think there is a there is a bar that opens up in that. So cool <laughs> the bar. cafe Zambonatorium. Maybe this is just before the the mutants broke in, but with the snow cones, they, they started giving the kids alcohol. No, no, better. They lower the drinking age to like 13, and they give the kids alcohol. Do we have any other characters that are still alive? Sarah Saracen? I think Sarah Saracen and her, her kids are regulars to the bar. Her and her kids, are they pariahs now in the school? Everyone's nice to them, but like they talk shit behind her back, like, oh, good for her. Yeah, like, we her didn't husband. Even get to see her husband splat. So, yeah, I think they're regulars at the bar. Conan, third nine, bud. 
There is planning going into a celebration. Is it a festival, holiday, or remembrance? What is it celebrating? You know, scroll up because I this actually goes along. I really wanted to do the throw a party. So it kind of goes same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna throw a party and we are going to we're going to celebrate the school's founding. And no one really knows how long ago it actually happened. It's now been a 10-year mark. Uh, what is a 10-year celebration considered? What's that called? 100 years is a centennial. What's a 10-year celebration? They're going to call it, you know what? They're going to call it the bicentennial celebration of the school. Uh, no, years. Is it bicentennial? Of, well, listen, the curriculum's really gone downhill. Nobody really knows. I like this because every player picks or invents a character or thing that attends. Topics of the larger story or situation may come up, huh? Hold on. but do I'm not sorry. act on the big things in a tangible way. They're just a topic of gossip. I like this. It's the 10 anniversary. No, it's the decennial anniversary. I looked it up. There saying, you go. You're so still not allowed to cite Wikipedia. It's but not. It's, I threw it in my Google machine. I miss him. So I'm going to be Randy Charleston the 5th. I'm in my second year of fourth grade at this point. What do you guys bring in? Who are you? I'm one of the rafter kids who is trying to pass for a normal. Ooh, I'm rafter. Like, I'm like nicely healthy tan from all the sunlight I'm getting. And <laughs> I'm like a little thick in the middle from all the good mushrooms I get to eat. Oh, I, yeah, everyone down here is just like pale, short, yeah. golem-esque. <laughs> I didn't think about that, the actual physical difference. Because you're getting like calories and sunlight up there right yeah and, and we're like, eating like of course i have to climb on every day to like go take a shit is like calisthenic constantly you know but we're like eating plaster and getting zero vitamin d <laughs> so i'm like yeah i'm having a wonderful time here like i always do in the class you haven't seen me i've been sick so that's why anyway I'm, i'll be one of the mutants that stuck around and <laughs> i don't even think i can like talk I'm just sipping on some alcohol from the bar. CJ, can your character and my character like be the ones hanging out together because we don't realize that the other <laughs> one's not what they're supposed to be? Yeah, I think you just are, we're just naturally drawn together. So, how about that math class? You're like, gore, gore. Yeah, he's tough, that one. And I will be Snowbow Cop. I love it. Can I interest anyone in a snow cone in these trying times? I Yeah. Yeah, I'd love a uh, snow cone. Where did we get all the ice, Snowbow Cop? Never you mind. Just drink the snow cone with alcohol. Oh, can't get through my day without my legally age-appropriate alcohol these days. What is the legal age for alcohol? Oh, <laughs> I'm so worried. I, I don't know. I just wait till a grown-up handed it to me, like most children these days. Cool. <laughs> All right, let's come on. Let's let's kick yeah. this party up. What flavor is is this anyway? Red. Oh wow! I I've had these a lot in my time down here. I mean here. Scan here. barcode to dispense snow cone. Oh um, I left mine at church. Intruder alert. <laughs> no, Intruder no. alert. That's a joke I tell. It's a joke I tell. And then she shoots you with her modified <laughs> tennis ball <laughs> snow cone cannon. 
you know what? Oh, I think that's fine. a good place to wrap the party because if you think about it, we love our splatting, right? Our our descending. What if we also then try to descent this rafter? I think we should either roll a dice or vote. Does he make it? Does he ascend like Randy? Or does he descend like we want him to? No, I think one of his raft friends will grab him. I think I'm way too big to move. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're not all tiny and frail. I think that you get close, like your hand goes up into the mist. Very dramatic, you know, like fingertips yeah. grazing very cinematic and when you come down it is the biggest descent we have seen in years just you pop open like a mushroom pinata just so fat and plumping full of calories and vitamin d and i think that'll be the inciting act that gets the rafter people to to fight back oh shit. yeah whoa perfect <laughs> third 10 yeah so nate just drew a 10 for those of you watching at home so that's Richard, perfect move into the next chapter oh that's so good roll the dice richard two two more years in the future yep pick a question and then do the thing uh the great victory enables the inhabitants of our place to build towards a new future so i think the great victory was finding the rat and then splatting the rat with our parachute i think we think that was it that was the one rat man and now that our rat scourge has been taken care of, <clears throat> and we don't have anything to worry about, and we sit in a false sense of security. I like it, because, I mean, the rafters, they would be, they're stronger, they're better fed, they're larger. In the high ground. They climb ropes, like, all the time. Oh, That's true. So strong in the upper body. So our characters still live here? Yeah, they're not going anywhere. Or in the two years, have they been overthrown by the rafters and, like, enslaved or whatever? <laughs> No, I think we want to end this last act with the, the rafter overthrowing. So the two years have passed and they've been like gearing up for war? Yeah, it's been a really long two-year montage of like them training and getting a little bit better about shooting bows and arrows. Yeah. Charlie Charleston is like showing them like how to do like spear combos. And they're like, they're not quite getting it at first. Guys are putting on their helmets backwards. But, you know, over time... They're getting Push better and better. Limit, right. Up airs, back airs. When you're walking yeah. he's, free, he's At this point, he's fallen in love with a raptor woman. They've started a new family. What does the place physically look like now? Has anything visually changed? How does it smell? Awful. Is there any point when this place hasn't smelled poorly? What open probably is all right. Until the yeah. first batch of Bosco sticks got burnt. And then... Ooh, I like, maybe that's why the, the lunch hall is so sacred, is it's the only time there's like a, a fresh air, a burst of fresh air. Mm. It's like, they, that's why it's so enticing to go into this place, even though it's full of like monster rafter people. And... Yeah, but it probably stings their nostrils like they're so not used to it. Right. Like their bodies have become very efficient on running on shit. All right, so we can move on? Good? Yeah. Yes? Yeah, please. Last round, we can do it, boys. We're almost there, guys. Now I got a seven. It's the last seven, I believe. Mm, yeah. yeah. Previous alliance shows cracks. There is bickering and infighting. Who is fighting and what are they fighting about? It's the rafter people. I think half of them are ready to go to war. The last two years have been pushing towards that. They've been consolidating their forces dedicating a lot of their resources to going to war, to, to finally stamping out the undercloud menace. And then you have the other half, it's like, look, we have a good thing going. 
we don't need to expose ourselves to this. We can just let them die off naturally in like two years. Right. We should spend <laughs> that money on, on student loan forgiveness and right. not put all the money toward the military. Right. Maybe build some infrastructure, maybe some roads up here, maybe our own little school with our own Zamboni. You know, that's the big schism right now. It's deciding like, okay, do we dedicate what little time and resources we have to fighting or do we let nature take its course with these fucking nasty degenerate people? The grounders. Grounders. All right. That's my thing. CJ, you got a two. Okay. <clears throat> this is what I think happens. When school is over and all the kids are about to leave the Cafe Zambonatorium to go back to school. <laughs> well back to school the lunchatorium doesn't open and they're stuck they're trapped in the cafe zambonatorium who made it i think that schism of the rafters there's probably a small faction of them that go off and they crawl through like the walls of the cafe zambonatorium and some of them get crushed by gears but the ones that survive, they make it and they, they, they're they the ones who sabotage it because they want to bring about a new age of rafter superiority. All right, Conan. It's the only card you need. Ace of spades. This is the fourth ace. Ooh. Sometimes change is so slow that the world shifts unnoticed. What is the groundswell that has been taking place so quietly? I think... Slowly over time, more and more teachers have been leaving. And it just, it hasn't been noticed. Like one, one a week and then maybe a month later. And then it's just slowly more and more teachers who know about the outside world are leaving because they've become so disillusioned. They're, they're abandoning the school board who's in power because they can't keep subjecting people to this and they don't want to keep being part of this this system that's become such a horrible living nightmare. So slowly all the teachers have filtered out of the school. So there's no more even semblance of learning. It's just this place where they kind of live and eat and exist without knowing or growing as people anymore, as much as just surviving a day to day. Depressing. I've been noticing a real bummer theme here. This place is becoming pretty rough. I thought about doing something happy, but I, I've i been keeping notes here, and I got three pages of the most depressing bullet points ever. Just absolute diarrhea on the page. Richard, the second three. What do people in our place argue about for fun? Whether at the bar or in the square or the other social spaces? Like social studies, for example. Mm. Well, I love the idea that there's been the debate team this whole time. <laughs> like, that's a big thing happening during these lunches is the debate team up on the stage in front of the prom king and queen. Right. They debate every week and they never get an answer to what's superior. Rhode Island party pizza or Bosco biscuits. Bosco sticks, please. Bosco sticks. Bosco sticks. <laughs> really, at this point... You know, all these grounders, these lunchers have been just dying off. So more and more, most of these debaters don't even know what either are. They've never had either. It's just like in the theory, the great ancient meals, what were better back in the days. Party pizza. Yeah, it's party pizza. It's guaranteed. Listen to us. We're master debaters. Mm -hmm. It's not Bosco sticks. 
Mm, yeah, you just right. said it's, it's not, not Bosco Bosco's sticks. Yep, we heard it here first. <laughs> no, as in, it's not... <laughs> what I heard. All right, I got the third, four. I want to take this somewhere else. I want to do the thing. Discover something new. So I think behind the auditorium, there's a backstage area, and they're getting ready for a big play. And the play is like a memorial play for Randy to celebrate his ascension. This is a part of the play where they parachute the guy up and he's going, he's like raising up in, with ropes, he's ropes into the rafters. Hell yeah. And then I'm mechanism like shudders to a stop right close to the ceiling. And then the ropes break and the kid falls and splats Impossible. on the stage in front of everybody. Do they break or are they shot with an arrow from the rafter people? Exactly. They've been cut and now the rafter people have started to descend on the ropes. The invasion has begun. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Perfect. Fourth ten. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see what this means. <clears throat> when the fourth ten card is drawn, the game is over. No matter the number of cards left in the pile or the stories that are in motion, our window has fogged and the clarity of the vision we had into our place is lost to us. It may feel sudden, but in truth, there's never a clean exit. Well, I, mean, I think we fucking get a pretty clean exit. <laughs> Places go on forever, building narrative by the mere existence, et cetera, et cetera. What happens tomorrow in your place? I think the camera zooms out, and it was all inside a snow globe in an autistic kid's hand. Fuck off. <laughs> the obvious answer is it was purgatory. This, I just think this it was like a podcast globe. is purgatory right now. <laughs> We're stuck. The purg of blunders. For three hours. Why did we lock ourselves into a cabin? We can all blame Richard for this, but we have to blame ourselves for not standing up to him. <laughs> There's very specifically many cards and options in this for going outside of what we did. There we could have just done left. like a nice town <laughs> or something. We tried that before, CJ. We all drank beetle piss and killed each other. <laughs> I think we, had, oh we can't God. have nice things. When we did the quiet here, we had the same talk. Like, we could have made anything. We made a fucking hellscape. Like, why are we like this? <laughs> the the most depressing one we ever did was we made our hometown. Oh, God. Up. Like, oh, content. this is nice. Yeah. And we, we put, like, the church where the church was and the town hall and the school and even the one trailer park. Am I? Well, Isn't this the one it? that turned into, like, a, a soup dystopian horror show oh, that was a different time <laughs> no we did this is years ago we didn't record it and just like it got so sad at the end because like we wiped out all the poor people <laughs> and like all starved <laughs> to death and like we had a town hanging and like half the town wasn't for it like it was really sad ryan ate a guy because that's how ryan do <laughs> did ryan eat somebody back then Always, man. Always. No, no. The, we thought the trailer park people cannibalized somebody, which is why we wiped out the settlement. Ryan introduced that to the story, though, because every time he gets a chance to introduce cannibalism to the fucking story, he do. Wait, no. What does happen? The next day, all the lights in the Kappa Zambonatorium are just, like, shut off because everything's gone to hell, except for one that is just, like, blinking, like, zzz, zzz. And uh, the light shines down, and on this day, it's also very foggy. The grease fog is is all around. It's tough to see. Then you you see just a rafter or someone fall from the ceiling and land like uh, like Marvel style. Then another one 
drops down and then another one. And then you start to zoom in and you see that there's just bodies everywhere of all the, the students. And then there's a post-credit scene, right, guys? Where like the thing's hurtling towards a cliff, the Zamboni machine with a bob the torium. And then the driver has like one last drag of a cigarette. And it's Stanley. Yeah. Oh yeah, wait, there was that driver. He has one last drag of a cigarette, puts a brick on the pedal made of mushrooms, and dives out the door as the whole thing goes fucking careening over a goddamn cliff. Yeah, but the driver like that better. The driver turns in profile. Who does he look like for half a second? Stanley. Fuck. All right. <laughs> I said it first. Like, before. what if he looked like Stan Lee? <laughs> Fuck you, true believers. <laughs> Excelsior. Your bitches. Then there's a post-post credit scene where they're all eating shawarma, and that's how you play the ground itself. Again, I don't think that's how you play it. That's how we play the ground itself. Yeah, it's basically just quiet year. It's pretty with much pictures the, yeah. of rocks in the manual. It's a, it's a quiet year like variation. It feels very much like that. Yeah, like there's some slight changes. Like there's no map. There's no contempt tokens. This game could use some contempt tokens. I we feel ran through them within the first five minutes. I feel like the difference between this game and the Quiet Year is that the Quiet Year sets a world, whereas this can really set a a very specific tone for a location. Yep. Like you could do it on a global scale, but it would be a lot more difficult. The fact that we stayed in the auditorium the entire time was fairly easy to do, and we could have gone outside of it, but everything really applied to the interior pretty easily whereas in uh the quiet year it really is about a larger world whereas this feels much more centralized i think mm. i kind of like that it let us drill down to get into the depths of one space yes that's yeah. what i mean is you could yeah. i feel like from this if we didn't do what we did because we're monsters you could really build an in-depth town or city or space that would you could play a campaign in there's enough history to do that sort of thing yeah i don't even think you need a campaign like we introduced like a story with like a, a revolution yeah honestly i think the beauty of this game is it doesn't it shouldn't have to work toward anything it should just be what it is and you just get to live and build in a place for a couple hours yeah and like it's this the game just ends it doesn't have to be anything you just get to experience it for a few hours and you can always go back, and it's just your happy place for a couple hours. You just get to exist. Well, I'm, not my happy place. We, yeah, I'm going to put it out there. I'm not so happy. <laughs> I think they always descend into absolute darkness. Like, I yeah. bet it's not just us. I bet other people, it might happen to them, too. I think you have to, like, actively try and make it not end poorly. But they're smart enough to not, like, publish those sessions, I think, is the <laughs> difference. <laughs> Well, I think there's no drama if things don't go badly, you know? Like, At some point, yeah. yes. It, so it's, it's always so much more tempting to make something wrong happen because it, it's a lot more dramatic, like Nate was just saying. I think it would take a lot of effort to not end poorly. I feel like it wouldn't take that much effort, depending on who's playing. <laughs> if you guys at Pot of Blunders really want to shake it up, do a PG game with a happy ending like CJ's putting out there. Like it's so off brand for you. It would be revolutionary on this podcast to end with a, and then they did smile and eat non piss flavored snow cones. Like that would really be mold breaking. I'm going to say we went an entire cafetorium <laughs> game without eating anybody. 
that's baby a win. steps. You're right. I'm sorry. That, that's a yeah, win. That's a pretty good win. That's true. There's a game called Wander Home where you get to play like woodland animals solving problems for people. And it's like, my basket has a hole in it, says Grandmother Fox. The maker of that is super nice. I talked to him on a Twitter or something. They're very cool. We can play that one and try not to fuck it up. Uh, we, we would fuck it up. Yeah, I think we, your kids play it. They fuck it up worse. Yeah. I bet <laughs> if you were a kid and you did stuff like this, I bet it, it would be maybe happier. I've played D&D with a bunch of different kids, and they almost all are murder hobos to the nth degree. It's incredible. All right. I was wrong. They just... Kids are violent. They're monsters that you train to be human. I don't know, kids. Wouldn't you rather talk to it and settle your differences through no. spirited debate? I get a flaming sword. I stab it in its fucking eyes. And I'm like, you're four. What are you doing? That's awesome. And I murder him in front of his own children yeah. and take his wife for mine. This is the worst game of Paddington Bear I've ever had. All right. Well, thank you all for coming on to this thing and doing that thing that you did to me and our listeners. I love you. And listen to the end matter for more important things. For the pot of blunders, I've been Nate Magnuski. And as always, may all your D's be 12s. If you want to support the pot of blunders, please consider heading to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash pot of blunders, all one word. We've got membership levels ranging from a dollar to $10 a month, which will get you access to things like our Discord, exclusive episodes of Jumping the Street Sharks, as well as a variety of other perks. You can also support the show and help us bring more attention to amazing indie authors by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate any help you can give. We love hearing from you. You can always find us on Twitter at Pot of Blunders, and you can also reach us via email at potofblunders at gmail.com. Want more reviews, interviews, actual plays? Head to potofblunders.com and learn about even more amazing indie games. Thanks for listening. For the Pot of Blunders, I'm Nate Magnuski, and as always, may all your D's be 12s.